Welcome. This is Jamie. And this is Donna. And this is episode 97 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of January 16th, 2024. Happy International Hot and Spicy Food Day. Muy caliente. Yeah. I think that's also the name of Andrew's OnlyFans account, isn't it? Muy caliente or hot and spicy? Hot and spicy. Coming up on today's show, Pluto returns to Dinoland. Buses will depart for earlier park hopping hours. The Country Bear Jamboree has an official closing date. And in our main segment, we discuss our 2023 unfavorites. This is the Circus 71 podcast. All right, Donna, on to the news. Pluto has meet and greet returns. Oh, reading is hard. Returns. Wow. To Dinoland USA at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, You may remember meet and greets were suspended in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And believe it or not, are still being phased back almost four years later. Um, for a while, the Dino Bash captured on a flotilla, which I actually thought was kind of cool. I, I like that kineticism it brought. Yeah, that was cute. Um, uh, Don, and I actually think didn't they do um, that still at Christmas time this year? Like Santa was on the flotilla. Okay, now I can't hear you. Say it again. I said, yeah, it was really cute. Oh, there you go. Gotcha. Um, Donald, Daisy, and Chippendale meet and greets all returned in September of 2022. And after that, Goofy and Donald were the only ones that appeared on the Dino Bash flotilla. Goofy returned to Dino Land in October of 2023. And the latest character is now Pluto to rejoin the celebration. Um, Guests can meet Pluto in the mornings behind Chester and Hester's Dinosaur Treasures. And he's meeting until approximately 11.30 or noon. Um, And then the two will continue to appear on the Discovery River Flotilla in the afternoons. So, Speaking of some cool character uh, interactions, I know this is not Pluto-related, but it's still neat. And if I don't say it now, I will forget. We saw Moana today at Epcot, not like waiting in the line, but saw her going from point A to point B. And poor thing, because it was very, very cold today. Today's high in Orlando. It was like 58. She was wearing her normal outfit with like a, nothing short of like a parka, but it was well a well-themed mm. like Moana-looking parka over it because there's no way she could have been in her regular outfit today. In her normal costume, yeah. That's funny. But, you know, glad to see that. Crazy to think that not everything is back. But, yeah, we didn't have Pluto at the Dino Bash on our Crystal Ball episodes. Yep. All right. Um, speaking of Moana. I was just going to say, that was an unintentional yet amazing transition for myself. Yes. <laughs> so this week, uh, Disney pushed out an update that the first look at Disney, the Tale of Moana stage show uh, coming to the Disney tre- Treasure cruise ship. Ooh, I'm, I took the Jamie speaking pill. <laughs> yeah. Oof. 
rough. Uh, so this show, for those that might not remember, is going to debut in the Walt Disney Theater on board the Disney Treasure Cruise Ship when it first set sail in December of this year. So it's going to be called Disney, which I know is Jamie's pet peeve as opposed to Disney's Disney. <laughs> the, yeah. The of Moana. Um, and they're going to use puppets for characters like uh, Teka, who will transform into Feedy into the climax of the show. Uh, Disney Live Entertainment creative director of puppetry and articulation, Jeff Conover, teamed up with master puppet designer Michael Curry. Curry is well known for creating the puppets in The Lion King on Broadway. Um, interestingly enough, Warrior Face was a song cut from the final film, but was included as a demo on the deluxe soundtrack, and it will be performed by Moana and Maui in this stage show, which I think is really, really stinking cool. Uh, and during the song, Maui teaches Moana to face her fears before entering the realm of monsters. And you're welcome. We know the way and how far I'll go also confirmed for the stage show. Um, it's going to be quite different because it's going to begin in modern day Montanui, which is the fictional island of Moana. And the spirit of Grandma Tala will narrate the story and frame the narrative similar to that of the Little Mermaid currently on the Disney Wish. Uh, the opening scene of the ocean choosing Moana will be told through a vibrant dance and song in mix of languages, including, oh, Jamie, Tuvalan, Tokalian and Samoan. So Samoan's the only one I'm confident on <laughs> that I didn't butcher. I apologize yeah. to any one of those cultures. Tuvaluan and Tokalawan. Okay, that sounds better. Well done. Uh, and for the How Far I'll Go number, the Waltz Theater will transform from Montanui into the open ocean with stars overhead and the giant glowing manta ray of the sp of, uh, spirit of Grandma Tala will soar above the audience, which is going to be pretty darn cool. Uh, Moana will also be re represented aboard the Disney Treasure with the Hey Hey Cafe, because Kei Hey is behind the coffee maker. Uh, while the ship's other Broadway-style stage show will be Disney Cruise Line's pre-existing Beauty and the Beast, which is phenomenal, and Disney yeah. sees the adventure. So again, the maiden voyage, December 21st, 2024. Is Disney sees the adventure on The Wish, Donna? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because that didn't sound familiar to me. I, I am... I, I have raved so far about everything I've seen on the treasure, and this just doubles down on that. I mean, the the puppetry, the no, I, I understand it's concept art and artist rendering and made to look good, but man, if they come close to this, this is an absolute home run. This is just stunning. I'm excited to to hear more about this. I'm really excited. Just a couple weeks from now, we're going to be on the fantasy, and we're going to get to see. Um... Uh, Frozen, which Jamie, I'm assuming you and Val saw over the summer. Yes. So I'm really excited for that. Beauty and the Beast is still my favorite uh, production on uh, Disney Cruise Line vessels. Um, so I'm excited to see if Frozen can can live up to that. Um, I, it was as good. Okay. I think you know I I don't I don't think it was better necessarily. Um. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I, I think some some people could argue that Beauty and the Beast was was better. Um, I, I would see either one of them. I think they're both fantastic, and and I think this Moana um, will live up to that as well. I hope so. So, something that doesn't live up to expectations. Ugh. So. Donna, I'm going to have to join you with the, the Bay Lake water toast that we're <laughs> going to have to have because I said something a couple weeks back when we talked about the um, good-to-go days that Disney was going to announce, and and I think I ha was 
way overconfident. And, and I think throughout the whole reopening and everything, I've been as fair as possible, you know, to <laughs> Disney. I don't want to say to a fault because I, I think I've, I've tried. This thing was utterly useless and I couldn't even believe how bad it was. <laughs> so we talked about this a few weeks back that Disney on January the 11th was going to release their good to go days for Walt Disney World annual pass holders where a um, they could just go into a park um, like, you know, it was 2019 um, without needing to book a park pass reservation. The first set of good to go days are. Yes, I can still say that in the present. January the 16th, 18th, 23rd, 24th, 28th, and February 1st. Um, there will be more added. You know, it's not going to end on February the 1st. Um, but what's the difference between Tuesday the 16th and Wednesday the 17th, you may ask? Absolutely nothing. Because if you would go and look at the annual pass holder calendar and be able, you would have your pick of any of the four Walt Disney World theme parks proving that this reservation system is not needed for the amount of days that they're trying to implement it for. The biggest thing to me becomes if I have to go on the app anyway, and I'm being dead serious. I'm not even being a smart aleck in this comment. I'm being very, very honest. I think honest. I know where you're going to take this, and I fully agree already. If I have to look at the app anyway to see if it's a good-to-go day or if I need a park pass reservation, I'll just make the stupid reservation or just let me make the stupid reservation. Like The idea of, of still in 2024 having to look at an app as an annual pass holder who lives here and wants to go frequently it's mooanine. I moved myself instead of saying what I was going to say. Asinine? That's a word. We can say that. Are we allowed to say asinine? Okay, so it's asinine. <laughs> it's one the word. The ass yeah. hats at Disney are the ones who came up with this. <laughs> there you go. Well, that we can't say. <laughs> well, I just did. But, I, I mean, this is... I, I don't... I mean, asinine's a great word to use there. Um... It, it's so beyond my realm of comprehension that when I looked at this, I laughed out loud and said, I should have known better because I gave them the credit that this was the baby step towards maybe next year. This totally being gone. But what are we doing? I, I mean, there's there's a good to go day on a Sunday mm -hmm. in January when Festival of the Arts is going on but not the following Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday after the fact. It's wild. It's absolutely uh, wild. And and it just goes back to, for me, like, what are they trying to prove at this point? Because your point of Wednesday the 17th eating a park reservation, I actually made one for today. And I couldn't figure out where I wanted to go the first time I made it for Epcot. And I was like, no, we're, we're going to be at Epcot today. I want to change it to Hollywood Studios. And then Anthony goes, but I want to go to Magic Kingdom. We haven't gone to Magic Kingdom yet. So I changed it to Magic Kingdom. So I had to do it three blessed times in the stupid app because I needed a park pass reservation to go before 2 p.m. that day. Well, and the, and the crazy thing is you actually can't even do it in the app. It takes you to a website. Correct. You know, which is even more insane that they haven't baked that in yet. 
But I, I just, I don't understand. I, I genuinely don't understand. It's like they printed out, a, I swear, I'm not even joking. They printed out a calendar and threw gum at the calendar. And if it's stuck on January the 16th, that was going to be a good to go day. There is no rhyme or reason for any of this. And and I, I, sh- I sent you the screenshot, Donna. So we haven't obviously talked about it on air, but... They updated the um, uh, my plans section. Like if you're looking on the website, they'll tell you, oh, you don't need a reservation for this day. Well, what difference does it make? I still have to go to the app or, or the website to see if I'm Correct. good to go or not. I, I just, wow. Oh. Yep. Good times. I feel better. And so. both Universal Orlando and SeaWorld's Twitter accounts poked fun at the Park Rest Reservation System on January 9th, and Jamie and I laughed heartily. Yeah, good for them. Speaking of January the 9th, Donna. Can you hear me? Mm, didn't you blurped, Donna? I, all I heard was Donna, and then nothing, and then can you hear me? Oh, well, I was tossing it over to you with the segue of January the 9th. Also return something else from January the 9th. Got it. Sorry. Totally missed that that was a transition, not a Donna. Guess what? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, indeed. Uh, Bus service or park hopping once again available in the mornings at Walt Disney World Resort because that's right. We don't have to wait till 2 p.m. to to park hop anymore. So the comp... Holy crap, Batman. The complimentary service is once again running between the four Walt Disney World theme parks starting at 10 a.m. Four more hours. Um, so now that the restriction has been lifted. Guests with a valid park hopper ticket can enter a second park at any time. For tickets that will still require park reservations, guests must tap in at their reserved park first before they be able to park hop to a second park. As of January 9th, 2024, guests with date-based tickets no longer need park rest reservations and will not be required to go to a specific park, a specific pre-selected theme park to start their day. So they're going to just continue to rub it in annual pass holders' faces and say, you've made a park pass reservation for Epcot, you have to go tap in there before you can come to Hollywood Studios is really what it comes down to. Or you can just modify it. If it's available, but like therein lies the hypocrisy of the whole thing. I remember I went on a tear this time last year about how we did just that. We parked at studios, took the Skyliner to Epcot to touch in at Epcot to turn around and go back to studios where we actually wanted to be. Yeah, I mean, but nothing's been booked out since. No, 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 no but you hear what I'm saying. Yeah. Donna, I actually had a, a question. I don't know if you remember this because I don't, um, but prior to the shutdown, when did the park-to-park buses start running? I would assume 10 a.m. was probably pretty par for the okay, course. Okay, so that's, this is back to normal, you would I would say. assume so. I, I wouldn't swear to it, and I don't even know where I could look to see where I might have even... I, that's not a question that a client would have ever asked me. Like, how early can I park hop? Yeah. That never would have come out of someone's mouth prior to the, the restriction, um, you know, after COVID. Uh, so I'm not even sure where you could go to find that information. But 10 a.m. to me, personally, seems plenty early. Because even if you're in a park, if you're in Animal Kingdom at 8 a.m., the 30 minutes early, and you want to leave at 10 to hours later like that's that's enough like otherwise figure out other transportation right yeah and and to be fair there's there's only i don't want to say only certain because that's probably the wrong phrase to use but there are certain routes 
that wouldn't even need busing. Like if you're going from Epcot mm-hmm. to Studios, you wouldn't need it. Magic Fair. to Epcot or vice versa. Fair. You would you would take monorail. So it would really just involve Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, really. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're yeah, one of those two parks have to be involved in one of the switches. Right. Unless it's Epcot to Magic, but I don't know. But speaking of Magic Kingdom, we have a confirmation date. The Country Bear Jamboree closing date has been announced to make way. No, not Moana. Make way, make way. To make way for the new Country Bear musical jamboree at Magic Kingdom. This is the new iteration that was announced previously at Destination D23. The Country Bear Jamboree will be closing the doors to Grizzly Hall on Saturday, January the 27th, 2024. So a little over, you know, a week, basically a little less than two. um, To prepare for its transformation into the Country Bear Musical um, Jamboree um, with the reopening date of the new show later this summer. Um, Disney, Disney also teased, oh God, were you saying something? Oh, sorry. Um, that the new show will be full of references to the original, but also that there may be a beloved song returning when Grizzly Hall reopens in the summer of 2024. Um, from Disney Parks blog, while the Country Bear musical jamboree will include Easter eggs from the beginning to the end, including a familiar tune fans may remember. So we have an Yay. Uh, closing date. I think this is going to be fantastic. I, I, I'm fully on board with this, and I will eat out of Bay Lake if it's a train wreck. But oh, they, I hope not. They have um, shown a video that they are already in the process of recording um, the song, so it's all going to be on, in a uh, country theme. Um, with uh, one of the songs being "Bare Necessities," which is such an low-hanging fruit home run idea um I, I just think this is a really cool idea the bears have such a historical importance to walt disney world being an opening day attraction at magic kingdom um and i'm glad it's not a toy story marionette show uh yeah that that would have been the train wreck as much as i like toy story that would have been unacceptable Right, and um, all of the animatronics are going to be upgraded to newer technology, giving seemingly the bears, you know, a long, long lease on life, which I think is fantastic. And as much as I'm not one to enjoy changing Disney traditions, this show does have a couple things that, like, as a parent, especially, you're like... It didn't stop me from taking my kid to see it, but there were a couple things that I was like, eh, earmuffs. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. And there is, this is, this original version went away for a period right. of time and it came right. back. And um, I mean, if this also leads, I, I know this is really glass half full to the potential, like a holiday overlay coming back as well. Yeah, that was I, fun. I mean, I'm so on board with this. I, I think it's a great change. Um, it, it still has is hopefully going to have the heart, the soul that Country Bear Jamboree has, um, and nothing to say it can't come back in the future too. Agreed. So, um, and speaking of the future, um, Disney did also provide 
a uh, very cryptic sort of message that coming up later will also be additional announcements regarding um, the future of Frontierland. So stay tuned for that. I think we're getting a New Orleans Square and Frontierland will be Big Thunder Mountain and whatever happens beyond is my prediction. We'll see. So, all right. Sounds good, Donald. Let's take a quick break, and we will be back with our main topic, our 2023 unfavorites from the previous year. All right, Donna. Main segment this week. I think it was a couple weeks ago at this point we did our 2023 favorites, which just a quick review and recap was everything that we have done in 2023 Um, had to do it in that calendar year. That was our favorite or favorites uh, resorts, table service restaurants and quick service restaurants. And this is sort of the counterpart to that lesson more or that uh, lesson. I'm in teacher mode counterpart (laughs) to that discussion. um, The unfavorites, which was what much more difficult for me to come up with? Like, I only have one or maybe two um, for each uh, category. You know what I think it comes down to, at least for me it does, Jamie? Do tell. I think that in many ways we are both spoiled Disney brats, and we don't typically stay places or eat places that we don't know we already like. Yeah, and I'm going to, speaking of spoiled Disney brats, like my resort is going to come off like a total first world problem. Um, (laughs) I I mean, I'm going to force an answer here. And, you know, to your point, Donna, like we know Disney so well and have, have gone so often that we wouldn't go out of our way to go a place that we know is going to be bad. And for me, the biggest example of that was actually quick service dining. Andrew and I talked for like five minutes and went back and forth and we could not come up with a bad quick service dining experience in 2023. We just don't eat at places where we don't know we like the food. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the this place that I listed for that was in 2023, although it may be a, a small cheat, I guess. Um, but I, I felt like it was worth mentioning no matter what. Um, so last, when we did this last, we did resort, table service, then quick service. Want to stay with that order? Sure. Um, so for resort, I wrote one... Um, because of, of our cruise um, last August, we didn't stay in as many different resorts as, as we usually do. Um, so this be, was a little bit more difficult. And I thought it would be super, super unfair to the resort um, if I listed um, Vero Beach as an unfavorite because it, it's awesome. Like, I loved it, but I didn't put it in my favorites. Right. Um, So I I would just put it in the middle, but I don't think it deserved necessarily to be, you know, have the unfavorite title, so to speak. And for me, as you know, from our segment, you know, that was one of my favorite resorts of 2023. So I would be kind of sad if that made your unfavorite list, especially because I'm the one who told you to go there. No. and, And like I said, it would have been totally unfair, but comparing it to French Quarter, 
um, and, and boardwalk pre-refurb. Like it, it's that between those three, it's been a ranked third for me. Fair. So. so I came up with two hotels and one is a complete and utter total cheat. Okay. So you want to start at the cheat and move on to the somewhat legit one? Sure. Royal Pacific at Universal Orlando. I mean, that takes cheating to a new level, but go ahead. <laughs> Honest to God, it was really just because I really don't think we discussed this on our show. And we do have enough listeners that would consider Universal Orlando stay. And I was just really surprised by the state of the room that we were in. I can't speak for mm. the rooms in general. Um, but it was just very run down. The carpet was not crisp and cre- clean looking. It was that look that the carpets get when like they've seen too many feet. Yeah. Um, the room, I, I remembered it. I mean, granted, I was a lot younger then and I wasn't traveling with a kid, but I remembered the room feeling bigger. The room felt very small. It was very dark. Our view was of like a retention pond. It was not what I wanted it to be. Or more appalling, and I said this to Andrew, what I thought I was selling to my clients with a deluxe premier, excuse me, property at Universal Orlando Resort. Yes, it comes with the Universal Express Unlimited Pass. Yes, it's it's an easy walk or, or boat ride, you know, to City Walk to get to the parks. But um, and and gorgeous entryway, you know, beautiful lobby, the whole nine yards. But the room itself really needed a, a nice refurbishment. Yeah, that's fair. So Cheat, cheating, but fair. cheating, yeah. but fair. Um, so do you want me to do my one that was on the list? Sure. So, and like I said, I'm going with the preface that this is total and complete first world problem. Um, I would not necessarily dissuade anybody from going to this um, resort. Um, and there are certain parts of the resort I actually really liked. The room wasn't wasn't bad. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and this was actually Riviera. Um, I think I would enjoy it more if Aiden and Peyton had been with us and they, we, they could have gone on the splash pad. I think the splash okay. pad is really, really cool, really pretty area. Um, I don't like the main pool. I think it's unremarkable. I think it's you know really generic. I think it's super odd that they put the quiet pool and the main pool within 20 yards of each other. I would agree. And as much as I, because we have actually had this conversation before that I actually like the look of that area, that it looks like, you know, the old Italian, like, you know, style with the bocce and, and things like that, that you would expect in the Italian Riviera. Uh, but I do very much agree with you that how can a quiet pool and a main feature pool be that close to one another? Totally agree. Yeah, I, I could throw a tennis ball left-handed and hit the other pool. Like it, it's, it makes no sense to me. Um, you just gave me terrible flashbacks of net wall games playing tennis left-handed when they made us do everything left-handed to feel like our students would feel. I was so bad. You were okay. I was terrible. Yeah. Cause I, I always, I mean, if you're specifically with tennis, I actually used both hands 
pretty regularly. Oh, God. I was so, like, literally, I can't believe you don't remember how bad I was. Well, I mean, it was no distinction or no differentiation from any other week. Really? No, I don't remember doing that, actually. That's a pretty interesting concept. It was with uh, Williams' wife, the little tiny British woman. You don't remember that? You have no recollection of that class? I love that you say Williams' wife as if her last name isn't Williams as well. I actually don't. I don't think she used Williams, though. She was. Did she? Mary or Marie. Okay. All right. So you clearly remember that part. You just don't remember. That was, like, traumatizing. Poor poor you. (laughs) I hate you. Continue. Squirrel. Um, So... Now that I, and I'm now gonna, you have no idea yeah, what you were saying. <laughs> Love Topolinos. I actually Val and I stayed in the in the tower studio, the room right? Where it was only two people, um, and that room was cool. I actually really liked it. The the bathroom is huge. It's gorgeous. Patio or a uh, uh, balcony leaves a lot to be desired, but that's it's a smaller room. Like it's right. not the end of the world. Um. I think my real issue with that place is it's just, to me, unremarkable. Like, I don't feel like I'm in some, like, it doesn't even know what it is. Are you the Italian Riviera or are you the French Riviera? Fair. You know, I, I think that part of it really kills it for me. And that I don't like that lobby. Like, I feel like it's, it's, could be anywhere else in the world and it could be any other insert brand name hotel uh, like that that's the part that kills it for me we are staying there uh january 31st actually we were slated to stay um earlier in the month and then they announced the skyliner closure unfortunately we were able mm-hmm. to find a different night to to kind of shift our plans to um so we'll be going uh january 31st to stay just for one night like we typically do with you know the dvc points just pop over and check out do a new Studio? No, we're doing a two-bedroom with my folks. Okay. Now, I've heard some of the bigger villas are, are out of this world. So, but I will tell you, just, I toured yeah. a two-bedroom in June as part of a travel agent training I was doing. I, I toured a two-bedroom, and it was stunning. And that's actually why my mom decided she wanted to stay there, because the, the points per night are, are pretty high. Oh, yeah. um, but we decided we wanted to stay there because she wanted to see the room herself. Yeah, it, it's just... And being so close to Caribbean Beach, I think, is also really strange. I just, I don't know. It's, like I said, I total first world problems. It's, I don't, not trying to nitpick at the resort, but it's, it's of my, whatever, four Walt Disney World, or and including Bureau that I stayed at, it would be number four. Although, and not necessarily the room, the room I actually really like. Okay. So my least favorite, again, uh, this goes back to to what I said at the beginning of of the segment that we are very lucky. We don't typically, you know, speaking for Jamie, stay places we're not going to like. We don't eat places that we don't think we're going to like or haven't probably eaten in the past. I'm trying to get better at that. Andrew and I were actually talking about that's (laughs) a food related New Year's resolution, which is social fatties like for a thousand, uh, you know, here, uh, Bob Chapek. (laughs) <laughs> um, but in any case, my poor brain, it's really been a long day. Um, the one things. I know <laughs> I really Jesus. haven't even though we were at festival of the arts. Sangria bottle must be out. 
<laughs> Hi, John and Jen. I got you your figment tonight. Uh, anyway, um, the only hotel that made the list that was a legit one was Boardwalk. And I know that that was on your list of one of your three favorites for the year. And I don't, I don't mean any disrespect in, in listing it. But of the resorts that we stayed at in 2023, that was my least favorite. Uh, you mentioned the beautiful view you have of the fireworks and how that was like a core memory of getting your kids out of bed. We had a view of a tree. Like we could see some firework like in the distance, but like for the vast majority of the view was the oh, tree outside right. of our window. Cool view for that? No. You were boardwalk view? Yes. What? Or tree? I guess maybe you know what? No, maybe standard. No. Like it was like the lawn. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's a different view. Um, so like, you know, we heard the fireworks, they were right there. We, you know, we look out and, oh, it's a giant tree right there. Um, I was disappointed in the pool. The slide was awesome. The Keister Coaster slide, super, super fun, but that's it. Like there's no splash pad. There's like just really that one pool area. Um, so for me, when I'm thinking about value and what that would cost cash for my clients, that was not as exciting as I wanted it to be. And maybe that was my own fault for not, um, you know, kind of, kind of setting my own expectations. But of the hotels that we stayed at in 2023, that would have been my least favorite. The villa side does have its own pool, too. Right. Yeah. I, I just, which it is obviously not, not the main pool by any stretch. Um, I could, um, and I'm going to be, I could easily see this as, as my unfavorites if we stay there after the refurb, because I am not a fan of this whitewashing of everything. Um, and, and you know, like the sterile feel, because even that carousel coffee, like that used to be a really cute gift shop. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's like a dumpster fire. Like I just don't care for it at all. So uh, we shall see, but should we move on to table service? Sounds good. Okay, um, I'll I'll kick one off. I have two. One I am going to say I think is more my fault than anything. Now, let me ask you, Jamie, before you start launching in, do you have a place that we ate at together this year on your list? Because I do. Um, no. Oh, okay. So either you forgot or it well, truly didn't make your list. It'll be interesting. I did because the only one I could think of that we ate at together was um, uh, Acker Shoes. Nope. When you came down for your golf weekend with Andrew, the, the four of us oh, went. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. I need to, um, I may put that on the list now. Well, we'll you'll talk <laughs> about that. But no, exactly. I, All right. So go ahead. I, I'm sorry. It was so forgettable. Um, the first one was probably more my fault than anything with. Like, I couldn't eat a lot of the meal because I spent seemingly a lot of it in the bathroom. Like, I had some crazy stomach flare-up that happened. Um, so, I think I ate a little bit. I don't know if it was the food or me personally. So, I do want to okay. have that little disclaimer. Okay. Um, and this is a restaurant we've eaten at before that really, really we um, enjoyed. And that's Sanaa at um, Kidani. Oh, that's a shame. I didn't know you yeah. had a bad experience. I don't think it was the food itself. I just, I got like, like sick, you know, and, and just mm -hmm. had to spend, you know, too much time in the bathroom. And, and at that point I just, 
you know, I couldn't eat because I just didn't feel well. So I, I don't want to blame necessarily the restaurant um, because it could have been me from earlier or whatever. Um, but, you know, so I, I wouldn't say I'm not going back there, but um, it, it also could be something that I ate at that restaurant. So a little bit of an asterisk with that particular restaurant. Let me ask you this, because I think this is a really fair question, and we could ask the same question of the, the resort hotels we just discussed. Would you try it again, or is this like a LTT that you will never go there again? It's behind the coffee maker. Yes, I would try it again, as I just said two minutes ago. Oh, well, I'm glad it's behind the coffee maker. Oh, the sad gray. <laughs> I swear but, I have not been drinking. I'm just really tired. And I slept in this morning, too. I couldn't, maybe, like, I was not ready to world. I'm going to have to re-listen to the podcast to make sure I said it. And I just didn't did say, say it, it in my head. I swear I did. Maybe Andrew <laughs> was. Well, in my defense, Andrew literally was saying to me, maybe that's where we should take Jamie in April. Ha ha. Um, oh. So I was listening to him say that. And that's what caused uh, me to, yeah. to prompt the question of whether or not you would try it again. No, I, I would. Um, you know, especially because the bread service is outstanding. Like, I really do like that. Um, I would definitely go back and, and we've had great meals there. It's a really cool restaurant, but, um, unfortunately I just had to make the list based on okay. you know, my experience, whether it's fair or not. And Jamie, how many did you have? I have one more and, and this one is a definite. Okay. So I will briefly mention two different ones, and then I have one that's a definite as well. So my first one that I've got major asterisks on because the restaurant addressed the problem immediately, thoroughly, the whole nine yards, but I think it's at least worth mentioning was something you and I talked about off podcast, actually the day that we did our favorites, which would be the Plaza Inn. So the Plaza Inn is probably my favorite of the the table service restaurants in the Magic Kingdom. What's that face for? Oh, oh, okay. I don't think it's the Plaza. Is it the Plaza Inn? I thought it was just the Plaza. Mm. Go ahead. And I'll look it up. It just it threw me <laughs> off when you said the Inn. That, that's all. But go ahead. Mm, whatever. Andrew said he's looking it up because he enjoys correcting me. Anything, dear producer? Yeah, the Plaza Restaurant. The Plaza Restaurant. Okay, okay. whatever. It, sorry, it just—I was trying to make sure I, we were talking about the same thing because I thought this is what you were talking about, and we've eaten there before and really liked it, actually. Yes. So we've eaten there again. It's probably my favorite table service restaurant in the Magic Kingdom. I think the food's good. I think it's reasonably priced. It's a harder reservation to get because the, the space is so small. Yeah. Um, but it, it's definitely, it, it's a good restaurant. And if you're listening to this and you haven't eaten there, please do try it. Um, but we had a kind of wild situation. Anthony ordered chicken tenders and, you know, just like at most table service restaurants, I'm sure Jamie can, you know, confirm this when you're traveling with kids, a lot of times they'll bring out the kid's food as soon as it's ready. They don't want to make yeah. the kid wait any longer than is necessary. And as a parent, I always appreciate that because if he's eating, he's not complaining. So yes, thank you for bringing out his food. So fortunately, I still cut Anthony's chicken tenders. He is just like, I literally cut the kid's sandwich. He's seven years old. I'm like, dude, bite it. He's like, no, mom, cut it for me, please. I'm like, 
freaking because you said please. Like literally cut everything for the kid. So they put the chicken tenders and his grapes on the table. I, you know, reach over, grab it from him, and I cut into it and like just stopped. It was raw. Like mm. it was not even remotely cooked through like that pink in the middle. So I quickly but politely got the attention of our server and her jaw just opened. It was like, oh crap. She's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm like, you didn't cook it. Like, it's it's fine. Like, he didn't bite into it. It's not like he bit into it and said, like, yeah. this tastes gross. Like, I was cutting it. Like, it's no big deal. As long as I can keep the grapes to give him something to eat, like, we're good. It's cool. So she immediately took it back to the kitchen. Then, like, two minutes later, the manager was at the table. I am so sorry. Your server informed me that the chicken wasn't cooked. That's unacceptable. You know, is there anything we can bring you in the meantime? I was like, no, no, he's good. Like, he's eating his grapes. Like, you know, we're fine. He's like, I want to take care of that for you. And the manager comped Anthony's meal, which mm -hmm. to me was like, that was exactly perfect reaction across the board the right. server immediately you know was back in the kitchen by the time they brought our food out his next meal was was coming out you know and they brought more grapes the second time um you know and again they comped the meal all of our food was excellent excellent but if we're talking about table service meals for 2023 i'm just going to put them put that out there as a cut your cut your kids chicken <laughs> before, before they eat it well, and you know what? I don't. I don't know if we did the 2022 unfavorites in in this kind of format, um, but I had a similar experience actually at um, Flying Fish. Oh with, no! Um, I believe it was Peyton. Like I was cutting up. She, I think she got steak, and Donna, it was raw. And like I am not one to you know, send food back or anything like that. But I'm like, I, I can't literally cannot feed, feed, feed this to her. Like it's, it's, you know, and, and, you know, Cause it, she it, would have eaten it. Oh yeah. She would have been fine with it. Probably. <laughs> she loves sushi, but nevertheless, um, I'm like, yeah. So that, that was an interesting, and we love flying fish. Like that's a fantastic. So like things happen, you know, yep. it's, not not the end of the world and you know didn't make it that way and again in the reaction like everything that they did was perfect great guest recovery there um so i'll leave you with the one that i forgot about um but one that you and i have both eaten at um at the same time but not at the same table um that we went to last year that was really bad was Tuto Italia. Was that last year or was it two years ago? No, I think it was last year. We not it wasn't bad when we were there at the same time. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We went back because we liked it so much. Like we've we've gone probably three times in the last you know three or four years to, to Tuto Italia. And it started off just weird. Because they seated us, me. I Val, remember you and Val telling us this. Aiden and Peyton in the wine cellar, in the yep. middle of the wine cellar. Like they have tables set up. And I'm like, I, like I swear, I checked my phone to see if I like could make a reservation here. And I mistakenly did it. And even when Aiden, you know, had to go to the bathroom inevitably in the middle of dinner, the restaurant was empty. Like, so I don't know why they didn't put us and it was just like weird weird off-putting stuff and i think val's meal wasn't great mine was you know, and i remember they weren't mediocre. filling her water i remember that was one specific oh, complaint yeah and it was super super hot and and 
Val was like dying, and it, it was just really. You know, just get a vibe in the middle of a meal, and like this is just not going well. Um, so yeah, that I, I have to say, and I we the first time we went there was first time we've gone in a really really long time. Like the last time I went there was Alfredo's. Um, right, I loved Alfredo's. Long, oh, it was fantastic. Um, but that was the first time we went to Tudo Italian. Food was phenomenal. And I think even the second time we went, when when you guys happened to be at the restaurant, it was really, really good. You told us to go. Awesome. That's why we went. Yeah, 100%. It was fantastic. Um, but th- that third time was just off-putting. Mm, that's a shame. All right, so same question. Would you try it again? Oh. Um, not in the n- near future i think okay. i think we'd have like I'm, i would never shut the book like i it, it's not at the liberty tree tavern level but uh, i mean really putting in the in the tuto gusto wine cellar like that was bizarre I, I just can't explain that and then the food on top um it's not somewhere i would rush to go back to especially at epcot i mean there, there's so many food options there um it's a shame too, because you know, good Italian pasta like that should be a, a staple of Epcot. Fair. So my little other one that I was just going to mention is something that we talked again briefly about a couple weeks ago, and that's Woody's Roundup Barbecue. It's not on my list to go anytime soon. As I said a couple weeks ago, I'm not going to you know beat a dead horse. Ha <laughs> horse! That was funny. Great theming, absolutely wonderful theming. The sides were great. The dessert was yummy. The, the atmosphere was just so stinking cool, but to me, they need to serve a better main course for me to go and pay that kind of money to not even have characters. Yeah, I, I we like this place. So, you know, I'm going to, we're probably going to try it again and see maybe it changed because I think you guys went a, a bit after us. No, we went before you. We went like we went shortly before. after it opens. Oh, okay. Um, You know what, though? It, we may have beaten you because I think we were like June, like a few weeks after it opened. I think it opened in April. Oh, okay. All right. Well, nevertheless, um, we had a, and really enjoyed it. So I, I'd like to see, you know, what the third vote, so to speak, is. Whether We ate there April 29th. Okay. Yeah. Then you would have beaten us. Yep. Yeah, because we would have been June, I think. So that makes sense. Um, so why don't you share the one that we shared that I didn't remember we shared? Yeah, and I really liked what you said. It was not memorable. So you know, Jamie was here for his annual <laughs> break eighty, break eighty or break ninety. What's your goal? Break nine, break ninety open. Yeah, ninety. Let's let's go with that. Your break ninety open uh, with Andrew, which is when they come down and they or Jamie comes down and Andrew and Jamie go golfing. And this time around, you did a Disney golf course, you did um, Oak Trail, the walking course, and you did Disney mini golf. So I thought that was a pretty cool trifecta. Yeah, no, no the main course I think we did Orange County. Oh, uh, yeah, like Celebration. Andrew said Celebration. That's right. So anyway, whatever. You did three different types of golf. 
whatever. Um, so one evening, you know, you guys said, I think it was the day that you had played the, the full 18. Um, we were trying to figure out what we we're going to do for dinner. And we were looking through the app and I don't know if you saw it or I saw it, but we saw whispering Canyon cafe and we were like, yeah. you know what? That would be really good. Like neither of us had eaten there in a while. And, you know, we know we can put back food and you guys were hungry from having played the other round of golf. So we're like, okay, this is perfect. We'll do the skillet. Like we'll go be social fatties. This will be great. So we go over, we walk in. Yay, yay, yay. They seat us. We had a great server. At one point in time, they brought Andrew out like a half gallon giant glass of, of Coke. Like yeah. all that, all that was great as usual. The ketchup <laughs> stick. The soda, just in case anybody wasn't sure. <laughs> you're the worst <laughs> um but the food none of us thought it was very good and i'm fairly certain i swallowed like some kind of like bone of so like whatever it was like it was very uncomfortable keep laughing you're the worst human ever um but uh yeah it was not memorable the food was which it usually is it's usually such good food but it wasn't even worth really ordering more of anything because nothing was that tasty and once again i'm not one to you know nitpick at food and oh you know this is overclocked or whatever i i'm I thought it was awful. I, I mean, I thought it was awful. Um, and I like that or liked that restaurant. I, I'll take it so far, Donna, as to say, if knowing what we knew or, or know now when we were going to book it, I would take Cape May Cafe without the crab legs and just go to town on clams. Because yeah. I, I thought Whispering Canyon was that bad. It Like mediocre would be an overachievement. Yeah, it was, it was not, I would not go again until I read actively read positive things about it because you know, there's, yeah. there's bad days in the kitchen, just like anything right. else. Um, but until I, I see consistently people making positive comments, I'm not going to rush back at least for dinner because we didn't very, very, very much enjoy I, the breakfast that we did. I think the three of us had, had like a, you know, a, like a 10 or 15 minute, you know, self-argument with ourselves where we're like, am I going to be the one that says it's bad or is it just me tasting it and everyone else really likes it? Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think you could tell myself. because we didn't eat that much. Like, if that had been no. good food, we would have been there a lot longer because we would have been pounding it. Yeah, it, it was brutal. Um, so, quick, sir, or you're done with table, right? That was it for table. And to be honest with you, Jamie, uh, again, I'll reiterate what I said before. Andrew and I couldn't come up with anything, not for 2023. We had a not great experience at Regal Eagle in 22, but in 2023, there is literally not a place. And we were back to Regal Eagle in 23 and had great experiences, uh, but there is not a place that we could come up with that we ate for quick service that we didn't have a great experience. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking like the Pizza Faris and Pizza Rizzo's of the world. Right. Because um, I don't think I could pay Val to try. try we haven't tried Pizza Rizzo. Um, one, I, I think this one was in 2023, I think. Um, but it may be a cheat and be 2022, but it'll give us at least something to talk about. Um, and that was, this is a restaurant that we actually used to really, really like. And the theming of it is awesome. Um, and that's Backlot Express at Disney's Hollywood Studios. We love Backlot. That is our go-to. We've never had Still, a bad meal there. Yeah. 
Um, I got the teriyaki, even with the new menu. Really? What do you order? The burgers? You, you can get the burgers. I like the, the salad that they have. Mm. See, Val gets the salad at um, ABC Commissary. It's actually pretty good. But uh, I ordered the teriyaki chicken bowl, and mm. I love teriyaki chicken. Um, oh, you know what? That'll be an, actually, I just thought of another one speaking of teriyaki chicken that I think I went with, with, for the break 80 when I was break 90 when I was in uh, Epcot. Um, but it was just not great. Like very mm. not a lot of taste, um, you know. It, it was just disappointing. The sauce tasted off. I think I mm. threw away half of it, um, which was upsetting. Because um, I just I I don't know, I don't get burgers a lot. Like I'm more of a chicken person. Okay. Um. So I, I, like I, I don't know what else I would get other than chicken strips. Honestly, at at, at um. Backlot Express anymore. The other place that I, I just thought of was um, the place that I always raved about in uh, Japan. Um, Katsura uh, Grill. Katsura Grill. Last time I got their um, chicken and shrimp or whatever combination platter, really not good. No! Yeah, it was not good the last time I got it. Oh, I hate to hear that. Yeah, because I I would love that place to the point where, like, if if you know we're doing the didn't that win our March Madness? I think so. Or might have been like or might have been like second, but like it it went up there. Yeah. Oh, because I loved it, and then the next, the very next time that I went, it was awful. No. Oh, so so disappointing. Like to the point where, um. Haven't gone back since. Mm. Like, and we had a longer trip in June. We didn't go. August was was short, but um, Val and I were still there for lunch the one day. But no, like super, super disappointing. Um, and I'm assuming you can get the um, use the uh, yeah sh- shrimp and chicken teriyaki is is what I always get, and it was just okay. You can use the dining plan there, but. Really, really disappointing because I, I love that restaurant. I'll give it another shot, but it, it's on borrowed time. Gotcha. So, yeah, I, I'd like to say something uplifting at this point, but <laughs> I guess that what is what happens with an un, uh, unfavorites episode. Yeah, but that was a big bummer. Like that really was like like Whispering yeah. Canyon. At least you could have been like, you know, usually it's great. Like although I guess the same thing with Katsura, but I guess I'm just so disappointed because I was really looking forward to trying it the next. No, well, I shouldn't say the next time because we were there today, but next time we're there for like a lunch time or something like that. That's a bummer. I I would give it another shot. I I don't have an issue with that. Um but I think I would also go in with lowered expectations, uh, to be honest with you. Like, I, I don't think it's a waste of money necessarily, but. <laughs> well, I don't know what I said. <laughs> Andrew made an inappropriate but hilarious comment. Oh, all right. We'll have to share that off air, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I would try it again. Let Donna compose herself because she. It, I wish everybody could see Donna's face when I was 
describing how bad Katsura Grill was because it looked like I shot her cat. Like she was <laughs> genuinely sad. <laughs> Good thing I don't have a cat. Um, well, it may have been in the food at Japan. Oh, you stop it. Yeah. Well, nevertheless. All right. Well, that was that was as you said, uplifting. Um, we hope we didn't. Uh... I don't know, make anyone too sad from listening to this nonsense. Uh, but next week we are going to start our next top five and five series. One of our favorite, I always say that this is our favorite. This is one of our favorites, uh, but it is, it's always super fun to run down those lists. And then you do, um, the, and then you do the same, but this one really is. <laughs> oh, if you guys have any comments, if you want to tell Jamie or I that we're being idiots, you are welcome to do so. Um, thanks so much for listening. As always, we hope you have a great week, and we'll see you real soon.